guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of 5-Minute Major Radio. Hope everyone's having a wonderful third Wednesday. It's Wednesday, it's not Thursday. Wednesday evening. Uh, Dave here. Um, chilling by myself this evening. Uh, due to just scheduling conflicts. Uh, the gang connected together. Matt's got previous plans. Jacoby is at work. Um, so we're just, we could... We all kind of mutually agreed just for me to do uh, this a quick little podcast tonight, just summing up um, the recent news in the NHL, a.k.a. the Stanley Cup Finals and the Flyers. Uh, you know, when you poke them and say do stuff, the Flyers did stuff. And I'll briefly go over that for you guys real quick here. Um, but yeah, I'll just give a quick update uh, for everyone who knows. Obviously, the Stanley Cup Final is tied at two games apiece. Uh, with St. Louis having a 4-2 win uh, the other night, uh, pretty much where they dominated the Boston Bruins, even though it was a tie game at one point. Um, kind of the adverse of what happened, or the opposite of what happened Saturday night in Game 3. Um, you know, it was a 1-1 series heading to St. Louis, and the Bruins came out and spanked the Blues 7-2 on home ice. And it was not a pretty game. Um, and to be honest, I barely watched any of it. I was getting scoring updates on my phone and said, screw this. Um, I don't want to watch this because I despise the Boston Bruins and they're a terrible city. So yeah, thoughts about that real quick. Uh, but then I did get a chance to watch game four. St. Louis pretty much came out, spanked the Bruins. Uh, the only reason why the Bruins were ever in the game was because of Tuka Rask. He was phenomenal in net, um, there was really, without Tuka Rask and Nett, you're looking at an easy blowout victory for the St. Louis Blues. And, you know, Ryan O'Reilly had two huge goals um, where he put him and, and Jordan Bennington, after getting pulled in game three, comes back in game four and has a standout fantastic game where he made some really good saves. Um, so, yeah, this series is all tied up. Peace, we're getting in the extra long length here of hockey, which is what all of us hockey fans want. Um, now it's a best of three for the Stanley Cup, the best and hardest trophy to win in all of sports. Um, I guess best of three. So Boston hosts game game five, back in game St. Louis for game six, and back to Boston for game seven if necessary. Um, personally, I call the Blues to win this series in six games. Uh, so fingers crossed um, the Blues can get it done, win in six. Uh, I think they will. Um, there was some couple big injuries. Matt Grizzlick for the Boston Bruins is still under concussion protocol. And I saw today on the Twitterverse that all the Boston beats and the big-time beats up in Canada were reporting that uh, Matt Grizzlick was hoping to be cleared and, and to play. Um, and as taking my hatred for Boston out of this and just thinking of Matt Grizzlick as a human being... Um, when I had a very, very minor concussion from a car accident um, where I just banged my head against the side of uh, my car, like against the window, um, I was out of commission for almost five days. Um, Matt Grizzlick's been out maybe, maybe about, about the same equivalent, but it's still, it's a concussion. Um, he's a professional athlete. Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of hoopla around the NHL about head trauma and sports these days. And if I'm that Grizzly, I know it's the cup final, but I'd rather be thinking about myself 
Um, and that's the problem. There's that hockey mentality of I will do anything to win the Stanley Cup, which is fantastic. It's great, but sometimes hockey players are just freaking morons. Um, we can go back a couple years ago where Patrice Bergeron, in 2013, when the Bruins lost the Hawks in the Cup Final, he was playing with a punctured lung. Um, so, yeah, so Grizzlick's trying to come back and get cleared from his concussion to play in game, in game uh, five. Uh, I would hope the NHL brings in an outside doctor that has no affiliation with the league or either team. Because uh, this is a serious issue. And you don't need to mess with one's head. Um, you've, we've had NHL players die because of head injuries. And we've had one who's now turned a new leaf and has become, you know, Dan Carcillo, who during his career probably gave a lot of concussions, but he also was on the receiving end of a bunch. And now he's trying to turn a new leaf and trying to educate. And it's definitely put him on the blacklist of a lot of people in hockey, which is unfortunate because he's trying to fight the good fight. And the NHL is just turning a blind look, leaf to it, saying, we don't care. We're going to play innocent while they're being sued by hundreds of former players. Uh, but that's a topic for another day. Uh, another injury was Zdeno Chara suffered a broken jaw. And even though Big Z isn't as good as he used to be, and he's 42 years old, he's in his 40s. Um, while he's not as good, he's not as fast, he's not as, you know, he's not as limber, um, his puck handling's atrocious now, but he's still the tallest person in the entire National Hockey League, and therefore he has the biggest stick. Pause for dramatic. Um, but needless to say, to not make things get dirty here a little bit, um, when you have the longest hockey stick in the NHL, and he's still good defensively, uh, for the most part, that's, that's a hole that's going to be, literally, he creates a crater that's going to be missed on that Boston defense, and, um, one of the young players, Clifton, who they signed out of college this season, he's been getting exposed lately by the Blues, so, if, you know, if you're a Boston Bruins fan, I would be worried about this decor, um, I mean, Charlie McAvoy's fantastic. Uh, he's been all playoff long. It's just missing Grizzlick and missing Chara. Those are two big, big holes that I don't know if you can really replace. Um, but everyone in St. Louis is healthy. So go Blues. Blues in six. I hope I'm right because right now uh, I'll give a shout out to my dear old lovely grandmother who I happen to share a house with still. Um, she is rooting for the Boston Bruins and it's driving me literally insane. Um, yeah, so she's tip, she's pulling the typical Boston move and the Pittsburgh move of where, you know, I commented about the Blues winning, and she goes, oh, well, what about Saturday? Well, Saturday doesn't matter. That's in the past. Yes, you may have won 7-2 to two Saturday, but the fact of the matter is, Monday night, St. Louis came out, dominated your Boston Bruins, and beat them 4-2, and now the series is even. Stop living in the past. It doesn't matter anymore. It's an even series. Get over it. Your Bruins are going to lose the Stanley Cup Final. Fingers crossed. I hope. Knock on wood. Um, but yeah, that's all we got for the Cup Final. Quick little news updates. Um, like I said, Blues and Six. Now, moving on to some Flyer news. Uh, let me just pull up this player's hockey DB. Um, the Flyers and Chucky Two Trades Fletcher uh, made a deal the other night, actually right as Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Final was starting, and made a trade with the Winnipeg Jets. They sent a fifth-round draft pick in this year's draft 
to the Winnipeg Jets for the rights of center Kevin Hayes. Yes, former New York Ranger Kevin Hayes. Um, I'm just pausing here for a second to make sure I want to pull up the right stuff, even though I should have had this up before. So yeah, Kevin Hayes, obviously, um, he was, you know, I personally think it's a fantastic pickup. Kevin Hayes is on my wish list of players, the Flyers, to go after and chase this summer. Um, he automatically fills that void at second line center. Uh, he, now you're allowing your, your center depth to be Sean Couturier 1, Kevin Hayes 2, Nolan Patrick 3, Scott Lawton 4. And I don't know about the rest of everyone else, but that sounds like a pretty good center lineup. Um, and if injury for some reason needs to happen, you can slot Claude Giroux back in there. And ideally, this is perfect. Um, you sign Kevin Hayes, you put him at 2C in the hopes that Nolan Patrick eventually progresses him. And then you go Coots, Patrick, Hayes. And if you have Kevin Hayes as your third line center because Nolan Patrick has now become your second line center, that's even better. That's just, that's really, really good. Um, and you know, Kevin Hayes, um... It's kind of, he's not the most flashy guy on the planet. He's got a really good shot. He plays the heavy game. He's really good defensively. I think he's one of the best two-way centers in the league. You know, he's not an elite goal scorer. He's going to score you, you know, maybe 20 goals and 30, 35 assists. He's a 55, 60-point guy. Um, perfect for, you know, PK, second power play unit, and second five-on-five. Five. And he actually does the majority of his scoring on five-on-five, five, which is really good. Um so just a little bit more about Kevin Hayes, um, six foot five, two hundred twenty pounds. Uh, of course, he's a center. Was originally drafted by the Chicago Blackhawks, twenty fourth overall in twenty ten, uh, but went to go play college hockey um, up at BC, good old Boston College, and then um, eventually refused to sign with the um, refused to sign with the Blackhawks team. Who drafted him, and he went ahead and signed with the New York Rangers, where he played there. Um, for a good chunk of time, um, what did he sign with the Rangers? Why is it not so? yeah, he's, uh, Kevin Hayes signed with the Rangers on t- in 2014, um, and he played there until this past season, 2019, when he got traded down to the Winnipeg Jets. Um, and, you know, every year his numbers have gotten better. Uh, his first year in the league, he had 17 goals, 28 assists, or 45 points. Regressed a little the following season, had 14 goals, 22 assists for 36 points. Then back up to 17 goals, 32 assists for 49. 25 goals and 19 assists for 44 points. And then this year, he had 19 goals, and I need to do math. This is terrible. Uh... 35 assists um, for a total of 54 points. So every year, you know, except for a couple of years where he stagnated or regressed a little bit that one year, um, you know, his, his, his ceiling is going up, and now you're getting a player who's in his prime. Um, so if you sign him, he's 27 years old now. Sign him for five years, you get him until he's young 30s, and that's perfect. Um, I'm thinking the right average contract for him I'll you know I'll take Kevin Hayes at six six and a half hell even sign with the JVR contract seven mil for five seasons um I'd take that um 
And it's nice. The Flyers, of course, they have his rights until June 23rd, which is one week before July 1st. Um, so in that week before July 1st, the free agency opens up, UFAs can go speak to the other NHL teams to negotiate and see what happens if they can get a deal done on July 1st. The Flyers now then went ahead and they got that. So now they have an open window of almost three weeks of a talking period where they can negotiate with Kevin and maybe even sign him beforehand and get him locked up, which would be, that would be huge. Um, you know, if you sign up Kevin, that you sign Kevin Hayes, that crosses him off the list. And you can focus your other targets somewhere else, like a defenseman, a backup goalie, maybe a scoring winger. You know, there's options. Um, so it's just a really smart move. And you're good on Chuck Fletcher. You know, the, the market for centers, second-line centers, in this free agency class is not very good. Um, besides Kevin Hayes, you really you have Joe Pavelski, who's probably staying in San Jose. Because I will never count on a shark to leave that town. Doug Wilson works some magic and keeps sharks in there forever. Uh, then you have Joe Thornton, who already said either I'm playing for the Sharks next year or I'm retiring. So he's you can cross him off the list. Um, then you have Matt Duchesne, who I personally was another player you know I would have wanted. Um, ultimately, I had him actually above Kevin Hayes, obviously, because he's probably one of the besides Eric Carlson and Sergey Bobrovsky and our and our our. Our Terry Panarin, I can't say his first name tonight for some reason. You know, he's an upper left, upper echelon unrestricted free agent this summer. Um, my, my issue with Duchesne is he's not better than Sean Couturier. So he's going to be your second line center, but he's going to command the money and the contract of a first line center. So then, now you're going to have a guy who's getting paid to be your first line center, who's playing second line minutes, second power play, etc. You see where I'm going? And it's just, it wouldn't be worth it financially. Um, so getting Kevin Hayes was the real smart move here. And, um, you know, Aline Vigneault liked him. This this also streams to me a move where Aline Vigneault fires head coach, new head coach, as of a couple months now, or around a month, uh, you know, coached him with New York. And, you know, this is obviously Vigneault saying, I wanted this guy, now go get him. And they a fifth-round pick is nothing. And for Flyers fans who are freaking out and saying, you know, oh, a fifth-round pick, a fifth... Look, we already have enough draft picks. We already have the deepest pool, or arguably the deepest pool of prospects in the entire National Hockey League. I, I, don't, I don't want any more prospects, any more draft picks. I actually want the Flyers to trade away the 11th overall pick to bring something back to Philadelphia, like a defenseman or a scoring winger. Um, we, you know, we're, we're going to be waiting for Frost, for Farabee, for Isaac Radcliffe, for Matt Strom. I can keep on going. Um, like, enough is enough. Like, if we're, if, from, from the message that Comcast sent to us when they fired Ron Hextall and then Dave Hextall saying, we're in a win-now mode, when you're in a win-now mode and you have this pool of prospects and draft picks, you get rid of them. You keep the good ones, and then you keep some of the other good ones to trade away to bring in to improve your team now. Because the core of this team is not getting any older. Your core is Couturier, who's still going to be here for a while, Claude Giroux, Jake Voracek, Shane Gossespierre. Um, so it's it's something they have to do now. Um 
It's going to be really interesting. I hope they get the Kevin Hayes deal done. You know, sign him for six and a half for five years or even seven mil for five years. And I'm very happy with that contract because he's going to be a good serviceable player. Um, for those who haven't seen, if you want to look up Kevin Hayes, there's a couple good montage videos of him, of his highlights up on YouTube. Um, and to concern, you know, the players who said, the, the fans who said he didn't play well for Winnipeg this past season, he went to a team that didn't know him, and Paul Maurice, the head coach of the Jets, played him like a fourth-line center. So he wasn't getting his minutes, he wasn't getting his cookies like he was normally used to getting, and obviously that's not going to lead to success. Um, and to Rangers fans who are hating on Kevin Hayes, like, you're just hating on him now because now he's going to a division rival, so shut up. You're stupid. Um, and also Rangers fans whose quote are saying that Elie Vigneault is not a good head coach and that Kevin Hayes hated him. Well, you weren't in the locker room, number one. I mean, neither was I. But also still, the, the teams that Elie Vigneault coached after his probably second year with the Rangers should have been headed towards a rebuild, and they were towards the end. So he didn't have that much to work with. Um, and Hayes was obviously one of his better players, and it showed. Um, so overall, it's a good move. Flyers fans, if you're pissed off about it, get over it. Um, it was a really smart move. A fifth-round pick is a thing. Yes, yes, Oscar Limblom was a fifth-round pick. Um, you don't usually hit on fifth-round picks that well, and Oscar Limblom was arguably a first-round, second-round talent, but fell in the fifth round because of his skating, which he has now improved upon. Um, so that's an anomaly. Um, other than that, um, I don't really have much else for you guys this evening. I uh, just want to touch on that. Um, welcome to Philadelphia, Kevin Hayes. Hopefully we see that when you sign your contract. Um, I'm really looking forward to watching Kevin Hayes play on this Flyers team. Uh, you know, you right now we're looking at potential a potential second line of Kevin Hayes, Jake Voracek, and James Van Riemsdyk. And I don't know about you, but I like the sound of that a lot. So we'll see where this goes. Um, everyone keep on enjoying this Stanley Cup final. Unless you're rooting for the Boston Bruins, and I despise you. You, I loathe entirely. Um, but yeah, uh, let's go Blues, and welcome to Philly, Kevin Hayes. We, oh, by the way, before we end, sorry for that little pause there. Um, the gang will be back next week for a full podcast. Um, we just got to figure out when we can do that. Uh, that's the problem of being three busy, busy men, or busy, busy boys, or busy, busy bees. Some alliteration, I think that's the right word there for you guys. Uh, but yeah, the plan is for us to be back next week with either myself and Matt or myself, Matt, and Jacob. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. But everyone, have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the weekend. I know I will because I'm seeing Cody and Gabriel this Saturday. Not a big deal. And um, yeah, let's go Blues. Bruins suck. And welcome aboard, Kevin Hayes.